You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 22. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk all about deprivation, what it is, where it comes from, how we apply it and make our own weight loss and eating issues much harder. So I'm very happy you're here with me today. Let's get started on this episode. Let's talk about what deprivation is firstly. Deprivation, if you look it up, says that you are suffering from a severe and damaging lack of something, unable to make ends meet. You literally don't have what you need. So we might say that someone had a deprived childhood or there are certain parts of a city that are deprived or growing up without certain things might lead you to feel that you're deprived, right? Means that you're truly missing something. Something is lacking. Now, how does this apply to eating and weight loss? And why do so many people apply it? How does it even fit together? Well, if you're like my clients or the women in the Freedom Group, it happens to a lot of us when we tell ourselves that we shouldn't eat something Then we connect it and we also tell ourselves that if we shouldn't eat something or we shouldn't eat whatever we want, whenever we want, that we are deprived. And it comes from you thinking that you should be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, eat whatever you want, as much and as often as you want. Now, when you're trying to eat like a naturally slim woman, That means that you're learning to transition to listening to your body and your body telling you when it's empty and when it's full, and that's when you need to eat. So if you do start listening to your body and it's telling you how much room there is at a certain moment for incoming food, then if you have have extra weight on your body because you're used to eating a certain way, you suddenly start listening to it and it's guaranteed that it's going to tell you you're eating less than you did before. Now, for some people, this is shocking. They're eating so much less than they were, and they're telling themselves, I've been so good. This isn't fair. I should have more food. And the books tell me I should make sure I don't feel deprived. And they're really misinterpreting that comment. When we talk to ourselves that way, it makes us think that we're a victim. You know, poor me. I can't have three plates of pasta. I can't have a whole pizza. It's not fair. So where else do we see deprivation in our lives? Well, whenever we face a rule about anything, we tell ourselves that we're deprived if we can't do it or we can't have it. It's like our inner teenager comes out and we rebel against authority, even if we are our own authority, and even if the authority is in our best interest. So what creates deprivation, which is a feeling, are our thoughts. Remember that our thoughts create our feelings, so deprivation is created by us. It's not an outside thing. It's based on what you're thinking. It's thinking that we have no choice. And it's the opposite of what we should be thinking is that we are making our own choice to eat less. We may make a choice to eat less or to eat when we're hungry or whenever we want to eat. And when we do, when we take control and we make a choice, we feel good, right? 
we feel determined. But there's some ambivalence because it's not uncommon to also think, oh, poor me, why do I even have to be aware of this? Why shouldn't I just be able to eat whatever, whenever? This isn't fair. And even though I'm making this choice and creating this rule, I'm deprived. So we need to acknowledge that there is ambivalence under the surface. On the surface, and maybe even deep down, you do want to eat well. You do want to let go of your extra weight. But there's a part of you that also wants to keep doing whatever you've been doing. And you want to never have to say no to yourself. That is what we all want. Whether it's right or wrong, we just want to be able to be free and do whatever we feel like doing. Now, when you're trying to eat good quality food and everyone around you is eating whatever they want, it's typical to lapse into the this isn't fair mindset. We create that feeling of deprivation. It's not real. It's not a true lack. It just comes from our thoughts. So sometimes we order food while we're trying to stick to a plan or a program, whatever it may be, and maybe we get something that we don't like. Maybe we're in a restaurant and we get a dish. We try to order very consciously, and when we get it, we don't like it. And we look around at what everyone else has ordered, and we think we're coming up short. So again, we rebel like a child, and we think, this is not fair. This is not good. I shouldn't have to do this. I'm deprived. So there's a big difference between choosing to not eat something or choosing to not eat until you're physically hungry and someone telling us that we can't have something. One is powerless and one is powerful. When someone tells us we can't eat something, we're trying to be a follower, like going on a diet or going on a program. We feel good temporarily if we could get ourselves to stick to our plan. If we say, I can't eat that, that thought might create the feeling of being deprived of having a choice. If we say, I'm changing the way I eat, and this will be uncomfortable until it becomes natural, then you don't feel deprived because you're acknowledging that it's a challenge. You're acknowledging the hard part of making a change. If we say, I don't have a choice, I can't eat that, that thought is going to lead you back to deprivation. So let's say that you have a food allergy and you can't eat gluten or dairy or soy or whatever it is you can't eat. You still, even though you have a reason, a physiological reason why you might not want to eat those things, you can either go into it thinking that this is good I value myself. I value feeling good. This is how I take care of myself. Those thoughts are going to create peace and determination. And you're going to be able to stick to that plan and not eat gluten or dairy or soy or whatever your issue is. But if you have the same food allergy and the same foods and you tell yourself, oh, it's so unfair. Why can't I eat this? Everyone else is eating it. Why does it happen to me? then those thoughts are going to lead you to forever feeling like you are just not getting what you need and this is not right. So the circumstances you're eating and the thought is, I'd better stop or I have to stop. That simple little innocent thought is going to create the feeling of deprivation. And what happens when we're deprived is 
if we're not conscious of what's going on in our head is that we rebel against it and we keep eating. That's the action that we take. And the result is that we just go around in a circle feeling like we really have to get under control. We really have to stop eating this particular thing, but we can't. And so we're constantly beating ourselves up. And then you beat yourself up when you're done because now you tell yourself that you're weak, there's something wrong with you. And these are just thought patterns, but we reinforce them by doing them again and again. We rebel against our own rules. So when you set an eating guideline for yourself, I prefer to call it a guideline instead of a rule. The first thing I want you to ask yourself is, is this guideline reasonable? Is it sustainable? Is it something in my best interest? Do I want to do this? And do I want to do it for a good reason, even if it's challenging? One of the things that people say that does not help is when they make a declaration that says, I will never eat blank again. I will never eat sugar again. I will never eat dairy again. It's hard to sustain forever. And uh, then you're setting yourself up to fall down and rebel again against your own rule. You think that you'll feel better by changing the rule and saying, well, I could just eat whatever I want. But all we really need to do is not change your guideline, but change your thought. And one of the more neutral thoughts that works and helps you feel better and helps you eat in whatever way you want without feeling deprived is if you could just pick a neutral thought that's something like, I eat when I'm physically hungry, right? Because that is our goal. That is how a naturally slim woman eats. She eats when she's physically hungry. She doesn't feel deprived if she's not eating when she's not hungry, because that's when it feels the best to her. That's when the food tastes the best. So it's not a rule. It's more that it's a thought that's in your favor and doesn't create deprivation. Now, if you make a guideline for yourself and when you think about it, you immediately feel deprived, I want you to back up and look at your guideline. Are you asking yourself to never eat something or are you asking yourself to always do something equally bad? When might it happen in your life that you literally have no choice? about what you will eat or when you can eat or if you can eat when you're hungry. In our society, luckily for most of us, the answer is rare to never. In some countries, there truly is a lack of food. And in some parts of our country, there is. Or you might not have enough money to get the food that you need. But luckily, if you are listening to me right now, odds are pretty good that you have enough to eat. So if you have enough to eat, you always do have choices about when to start, when to stop. Why do we fear not getting enough so much, right? Why is deprivation such a scary thing? It's mostly because we have this very strong survival instinct. Our brain goes right to the possibility that there's an urgency, an emergency, and we better get as much as we can right now. And so we trick ourselves into acting like our cavemen ancestors versus people who we really are, who live within a few minutes of a superstore with crazy amounts of food. 
So if you voluntarily deprive yourself of enough food, let's say you go on a really, really restrictive diet and you are ignoring your physical hunger and you are always hungry, then your lower brain is going to do anything it can to encourage you to eat. And it will probably encourage you to eat more than you need because you have convinced yourself that you are truly going to starve, that you need food now. But if you are not on a super restrictive diet where you're hungry all the time, then that is not real deprivation. It's still just a thought. It's coming from what you're thinking. So where does the deprivation come from? Why do so many of us default to it when we're trying to change our eating habits? I want you to take a look at your parents and your early caregivers and how they fed you. I want you to think about whether they used food to punish you by withholding it or extra food to reward you. Did you have to clean your plate in order to get dessert? Or did you not get to have treat foods unless you were a good girl or you got certain grades? When someone else controls us and they don't give us what we need, then we might truly be deprived. In this case, it's not what we're thinking. It's actually our reality. But as adults, thank goodness, this is really, really rare because we, most of us, have control over what and when and how we eat. Our mindset is of either lack or abundance. Either we walk through our life knowing, just knowing in a good, solid way that we have enough of what we need, whether it's food or money or love, the three biggies for most of us, or we walk through life thinking that we will never have enough. And that message that we picked up somewhere, that filters through to how we take care of ourselves and how we feed ourselves. So if you always feel like there's never enough for you, you never get enough to eat, even though your stomach is giving you the message that you've had quite enough, thank you, then you need to just examine the fact that it's not real and probably either is coming from what you're telling yourself now or what you learned as a child. There are also cultural messages that we get about food and food is a part of relationships, food is a part of family, food is a part of celebrating And if we're used to that in our life and suddenly we're trying to keep food all about eating when you're hungry, we're going to lean towards creating thoughts of deprivation. I want you to think about getting enough food versus stocking up for the winter like a bear who's about to hibernate. You are not about to hibernate. Most likely, most of the time, you have more than enough. And the trick to getting down to what your body should be at, your natural, comfortable, real weight, comes from knowing when to say no, even when there's plenty of food in front of you, plenty of food on your plate, plenty of delicious things and choices that will lead you to overeating because you think it's never enough. So the effect of deprivation, the the way that it breaks down when you take it apart, into your thoughts and your feelings and your actions is if you're hungry and you think, I need to get as much as I can, you're going to create a desire to overeat and you will definitely always go into a meal 
trying to get as much as you can. So how do you eat without the fear of deprivation? You need to take the leap and believe or begin to cultivate the belief that you do have enough and you will always have enough. And so what if you're a little hungry? You know, we talk about eating between minus two and plus two, but there's a big difference between going all the way down to minus 10, where you will physically start to feel ill and very uncomfortable and can't last that long, and a minus three or a minus four. Being a little hungrier than you'd like to be doesn't mean it's an emergency, and it doesn't mean you're deprived. It simply means that it's time to get yourself some food. When you get, in fact, to a minus one, that is your signal to figure out what's coming for you. What's your next meal? When are you going to get it? Where is it? What will it be? And how will you prepare it? In fact, if you think ahead and decide ahead what your next meal will be, your signal at minus one is just to get up and start taking care of it. So one of the big solutions is to always ask, am I hungry? And if the answer is yes, as you've heard me say before, put a number on it and then feed yourself. Feed yourself just the amount you need because I want you to prune away the thoughts of not getting enough, not getting what you need. I want you to get out of the habit of telling yourself that you are deprived. And if you're in the habit of feeding yourself when you're hungry, then you need to challenge the thought whenever it comes up. It's just a habit. If you think, oh, poor me, I'm deprived, I want you to challenge that thought. Some of us think, and you may be guilty of this, I don't know, but you may think that you should never have to say no to yourself. And if you do, that means you're deprived. You know, some of us think that we also should never say no to our kids, but that's a whole different podcast that I won't get into today. But imagine what you would create if you had children and you never said no to them because you feared that they would feel deprived. Imagine how they would react if there were a time when they couldn't get what they truly wanted immediately, not a need, just a want. They would be devastated. They would rush to give themselves something that they didn't truly need. And they would become spoiled and demanding, never understanding what it would be like to hear someone else say no to them, let alone them saying no to themselves. And that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about someone saying no to you. We're talking about you saying no to yourself for a good, good reason. So this is the risk that you run with yourself when you allow yourself to believe that you must have what you want, even if you're not hungry, just because you want it, and because you're afraid that if you don't give it to yourself, you will be deprived. And this, my friend, I think you know now, is absolutely not true. So, we're going to talk about deprivation on and off several times. It's a big topic. I don't know anyone I've ever worked with who did not feel that they were deprived at some point or another. I want you to notice your thoughts about deprivation. I want you to notice what you're telling yourself. And I want you to try to step back and challenge when the thoughts come up and you feel like you should keep eating so that you're not deprived, but your stomach is telling you, hey, there's no more room in here. There's no real estate open. 
So you need to stop until there's room again. So let me know how your thinking goes. Let me know what happens for you next time your deprivation thoughts come up. And let me know if you need any help with this. Remember that the Freedom Group is ongoing and there's a link to check it out in the show notes. And that's it for today. So this is your coach, Cookie, reminding you again that as you search for answers, please remember to keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.